Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And Julie, I could not believe the amount of people that I had that texted me yesterday uh, about EXP. Oh, I know. And so it's for, fantastic. For some of you who had a little bit of a delay, me getting back with you, and for all of you who are questioning whether it was actually me getting back with you, it was actually me. And for those of you where I didn't get back right away, please forgive me. Uh, I know one of our rules is furiously fast lead follow-up, and I wasn't being a hypocrite by not following up. Don't breach the rule. Exactly. It's just that I was really busy helping other people. Uh, again, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, we gave you some real drill-down reasons why really thousands of agents are joining Julie Knight EXP Royalty. Uh, in the meantime, if you're ready to join EXP Realty, please do text me directly, and it is really my cell phone. Do not call. I will not answer. The ringer is not even on. Uh, but text me at 512-758-0206, and let's have that conversation. If you've not yet chosen a sponsor at EXP Realty and you're looking for a sponsor that's going to be very proactive in your success, text me directly at 512-758-0206. If you're on your road to joining EXP and you're looking for more information, text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. This is day three. This is day three and point number 10 for my note takers. And we're talking about how to make at least a million dollars plus in real estate. And remember, as I've been advising you guys, if a million seems too easy, as it will for some of you on the coast especially, then you can take these same points and you can scale them up. Or if it seems like maybe you're living in some place where you know you can have a great lifestyle, an amazing lifestyle on 20% of you know that or even $100,000 a year, well, then scale the points down. All of this information is still very relevant. And what you're learning or hopefully absorbing is we're focusing you in on getting you into action, having the mindset of helping people based on your skill set and really makes it so that you guys are going to be a lot more empowered and a lot more motivated and enthusiastic about this market. Point number 10. Yes, part three, point number 10. If you are pursuing a million-dollar income, pursue a million or million-plus-dollar business. What do we mean by this? This is a common question. How do I raise my average sale price? Well, you can only have a fantastic average sale price four different ways. And of course, we're going to err on the side of one in particular. See if you can guess which it is. Point A, list more expensive expireds and withdrawn properties. Find builders who build spec homes in the luxury market. In other words, go after the expensive listings on purpose very quickly. Let's talk about that because yes. I think this is a really good point. My favorite point, obviously. Uh, so when Julie and I were selling real estate, and uh, we've had thousands of ca uh, coaching clients that have done exactly what we're about mm -hmm. to uh, prescribe to all of you who want to have a higher sell price. But when we got when we sold real estate, our first year in the business in our early 20s, we sold over 100 homes, 103 homes our first year. And they're all individual sellers. That was not a subdivision. We did not have an uncle that listed a building with us, nothing like that. That was one seller at a time or one buyer at a time. 
Well, we wanted, to, and we we're selling at the the average sale price was probably about two hundred grand. Remember, this was back in the nineties, okay? And this was Columbus, Ohio. Well, across town, about probably realistically forty five minutes away, mm -hmm. there was this elusive market. It was the city on the hill. It was being built. It was being built, and it was called New Albany Country Club. And Julie and I, it was like a dreamscape for us. And just an aside, if you have want, if you want to see. What one of the best designed and implemented uh, real estate developments on planet Earth looks like? Go to New Albany, uh, Ohio. Go to New Albany Country Club in Central Ohio. It is extraordinary. Just or, check out the website. There's lots of beautiful pictures. You guys won't believe it. If you're, it's just funny. If you're out in LA or one of these really expensive markets, and you go to see what you get for like, uh, you know, a million or two million or three even million, today a million, million and a half. Right? right. You won't believe it. Just unbelievable. Well, our dream was to obviously sell more expensive real estate, and our beyond our dream was actually to have that lifestyle. So Julie and I would go out there and uh, pretty much every weekend, frankly, we just drive the community. We'd go out there on the weekends and the evenings. We'd go out there because it would motivate us. We'd drive past the houses. We'd see the people. Eventually, we had the courage to park the car. Yes. And we actually started to walk <laughs> yep. along this massive uh, walking, running path that they had around the whole community. And we started to talk to people. And people were, guess what? Super friendly, super nice. Mm -hmm. They were exactly like the people living across town with their normal homes. They just had, you know, different life experiences that got them to the point where they could afford houses like that. So we made a decision. Um, this was something we decided to do the year before. We said, starting next year, we want to actually have two businesses. We want to have the meat and potatoes business, our normal price range stuff. And then we must get uh, start getting business out in New Albany. And we created a plan. And guess what the plan was? The exact plan that we used to sell 100 homes per year of the lesser expensive homes. Exact same plan. We went after expireds. Julie's point number A. So what we did over the winter is we started calling the expired listings in New Albany Country Club. And guess what we did? Using the exact same scripts, the exact same approach, exactly the same, we started taking listings in New Albany Country Club. And we had all of those listings come for sale in like April and May. I will never forget the, the grizzled veteran agents out there who had market dominance, their jaws dropping, and they, and they were actually, I think, uh, not understanding completely what our plan was. They thought maybe it was just an aberration, but they were actually saying to us they couldn't believe how many listings they got after they got done saying, who the hell is Tim and Julie Harris? Well, it's not like we told them our plan. No, we <laughs> just went after their expireds and yeah. we were able to get them. And what we discovered, especially in the upper end price range, the sellers were more than willing to list with a couple scrappers from the other side of town because of the fact that they saw we were going to work our butts off to get the listings. Higher end luxury agents, you've got to understand all it's going to take is somebody more ambitious and harder working mm -hmm. to convince the seller uh, to list with them opposed to list with you. And even though you think you have market dominance in a luxury brand, if you're losing listings because you're not getting them sold very quickly, it takes a lifetime to build a great uh, uh, re reputation, guys, or a modern way of saying it is it takes a lifetime to uh, build a great brand. But it takes one market turndown and a whole bunch of expired listings for you to lose it. That listing that you had for sale, that everyone saw the sign, when that name changes on that sign, it doesn't take but maybe two or three more times like that to happen where you have lost now decades worth of labors. So make sure luxury agents, you do not become complacent and you get your game on with regards to price reductions as well. For those of you who want to do what we did and move across market to start dominating a more expensive market, because guess what, guys? Here's a little secret for all of you. 
You can sell one million dollar house and make you know twenty five or thirty grand, or you can sell you know <laughs> five of them and make the same amount of money where you are now. And it's the same amount of work. And frankly, oftentimes working with high end customers. Believe it or not, it's easier. They don't have finance problems. They don't have a lot of the other problems. They've done it before. They get the, you know, they know the jib jab. Exactly. (laughs) So open your mind to the fact that just because you started selling real estate in Central Ohio does not mean you need to sell real estate in Central Ohio the rest of your life. We've had coaching clients who have moved from Chicago down to Palm Springs or West Palm Beach. We've had sellers or agents that have moved all over the country to warmer climes or higher sale prices or I think more tax advantageous states, whatever. Or sometimes just across town like we did. Yeah. And once you have the skill set, guys, it's transferable. Knowing what to say and knowing how to say it. Knowing what to say and how to say it in a marketplace like this will make it so that you will surpass the best branded and marketed agent in your marketplace. That's right, especially when you put that sold sign up on that expired. <laughs> that's you the just best. Sold. That's the best marketing and branding you're ever going to have is a sold sign. Yes, a sold sign will decimate the best marketed and branded agent in the whole entire community because all the sellers know, especially in upper ends, they're going to look at that sold sign in a market where maybe things aren't selling as quick. I mean, you were telling me about Austin's statistics. Yeah. The, the days of the market is almost kind of normal. It is. It's up to, I think, 78 as of today, average days on the market. And the average sale price has declined a little bit, but then stabilized. The inventory is still suppressed, but there are expireds that happen. You know, it's such a great opportunity. And don't think for a second that all of that neighborhood driving past when that sign flips and then you have a sold sign, of course they notice. They pay attention. They will interview you. And when the question comes up, because you've sent your pre-listing pack, you've essentially pre-sold why they're going to list with you. But you will be shocked how easy it is to take a listing when you sold another listing that maybe the most one of the most dominant agents in that community wasn't able to get sold, you will have sellers that will remember that you sold it and then they will call you when it's time to put their home for sale, at least give you a shot at listing their home. Yes, and by the way, all of those sellers as you move up market, they have their own centers of influence. They're golfing with people. They're playing bridge with people. They have other executives in their company. So there's so many things that you benefit from by averaging your raising your average sale price. You guys think normal sale price people are interested in real estate? Upper end sale price uh, folks are obsessed with real estate. It's true. It's pretty much what they talk about even before they talk about their kids. That is absolutely <laughs> true. You might be surprised, which actually makes the conversation easier, I yep, think. Yep, definitely. Okay, so remember, point number 10 was if you're pursuing a million-dollar income, pursue a million-dollar-plus type of business. So what we just talked about is simply list more expensive expireds and withdrawns and find some builders who build spec homes in that luxury market. Well, you can also be, we talked about that a little bit, socially network your way into that market, move and live in that type of neighborhood, but this takes both time and money. Now, socially network, guys, uh, means what you're thinking. Yes, TikTok, Facebook, and the rest of it. But what Julia is referring to is socially networking in person, for example. Well, for example, uh, we joined the country club. I did an early morning swimming uh, class virtually every day. Got great leads from that, But you could do the local community things. You can volunteer here. You can join the local women's network. Do stuff at school. Find out about the the private Facebook groups. Join the Facebook groups. Start involving yourself in the community so you can get to know all the people that live there. 
Um, and then, you know, you'll get the jib jab of the how things work and essentially who the most influential people are. Align yourself with them. Find out what charities are the popular ones. Find out there's a 5K run where they're raising money for whatever. Do all of that. Invest you yourself in it. Especially, you know, it has a lot more value when you're giving to the community and they see you everywhere. And you simply get some powerful scripts in your head about how to talk about real estate professionally, asking good questions. And pretty soon, you're going to be the go-to real estate person. You guys... Understand the one the easiest markets to actually uh, penetrate and to stay influential within are the upper end price ranges. Once you have become part of the community, yes, much easier when you do that. So point number C: have the listings that luxury clients wish to buy. That's wrapped up in points A and B, which is of course in this market. Uh, go after expireds and go after builders' homes who are languishing on the market. That's right. And point number D, you can market your way both online and old school print into the neighborhoods that you wish to dominate, but really you've got to prepare to spend a lot of time and a lot of money. If it was up to you or I, we'd just go straight to the expireds because 100%. it saves you both time and money. Oh, absolutely. Because you look, we're not saying don't do the marketing. And let's say right. marketing and branding is social networking and the rest of it. But we're saying in this market, the opportunity that you have available to you or all the expireds those are sellers who have their hand in their air saying, yes, I want to sell my home. You can easily get their phone number. You can find out what, in many states what they owe on the mortgage. We tell you what to say. We tell you how to say it. You can call those people. You can contact those people. Oftentimes, you're going to have some other connection with them, especially if you've been doing the social stuff. That is an easy listing to get. And I'll tell you guys a little secret. And this is something that I think a lot of you will be Especially now, right? You can be listening to this podcast now or 10 years from now, but it is January 30th or January 31st or 30, where are the hell, February 1st. Beginning of the year. That's right. It's the beginning <laughs> of the year of 2023. There are a lot of sellers and a lot of listing agents that are finding themselves in this new market ill-prepared from a skill set perspective. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot more listings expiring from a lot of agents that never really learned how to price things correctly in the marketplace. But here's the thing that's the weird thing that's happening is we are seeing, and we're going to do a podcast on this, reasons to believe that there actually is going to be a stronger real estate rebound than virtually anybody's predicting that's going to uh, transpire over the rest of the spring market into the summer. We are seeing in most of the country an unusual amount of activity for real estate sales and new mortgage applications, considering, if you believe the headlines, that we're entering into a recession. Something there doesn't make sense. So even if you list a house at the previously failed price, the same price might be right as rain now. In other words, it's not always going to be the price. It's not always going to be the location. It's not always going to be the condition as to why the home didn't sell. Maybe it just didn't sell, especially in the last 12 months, because of the market conditions, because people were fearful, all these other things that were happening. This is a new market. Don't just walk in there assuming that price is the issue. It might not be. That's exactly right. So point number 11, be relentless with, remember, talking about making a lot of money in real estate here, you must be relentless with some very specific things. Lead generation, furiously fast lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Our coaching clients have that list memorized posted on their wall with a big U-turn sign saying, go directly back to your desk if you're doing anything other than this list. New agents, if you want to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, I'll tell you right now what the grizzled veterans' weakness is. Are you ready? They're good at lead generation. Okay, 
They're good at presenting. They're good at negotiating. They're good at closing. Where most of them are terrible at is furiously fast lead follow-up. And because they don't do furiously fast lead follow-up, they're not good at pre-qualifying either. So if you, new agent, want to have an advantage in the marketplace, you've got to be furiously fast with your lead follow-up. And don't overanalyze it. If someone communicates with you in other, any format, digital or otherwise, you call them. Always make the phone call. That is a lost skill that this last generation of real estate professionals have never had to learn because we were in this crazy phone market, fear of missing out, where things we're going to sell with or without the agent. I'm oversimplifying it, but please understand, furiously fast lead follow-up new agents, that's where you have your unfair advantage. That, and frankly, energy and enthusiasm. Point number 12. Yes, point number 12, you must invest 10% of every commission into your savings, 20% towards your taxes, and the rest on your operations account. Do not mix taxes and savings. Glenn Sanford of EXP famously and accurately stated that agents are terrible at two things, paying taxes and saving money. Right. So point number 13. Point number 13, follow the spokes in the wheel method. Now, we have talked about this on many, many podcasts. Spokes in the wheel refer to the fact that you have to have many different avenues of lead generation, not just one. Don't be a one-spoke wonder. Many of you have one spoke known as your past clients and, and uh, you know, your, your centers, past of clients centers of influence. Sorry, yeah. I got tongue-tied there. Okay, <laughs> and that's great while there's FOMO and everybody wants to move all the time because lower interest rates and all the rest. But what happens when that slows down and that's your only spoke? Well, you've got to have other avenues of business, other spokes in your lead generation wheel, especially more proactive spokes in your lead generation wheel. So there is no silver bullet, no easy button of lead generation. You must have multiple spokes of lead generation. So create your wheel and include both proactive and passive spokes, but lead with proactive since it's much more predictable and duplicatable. So to summarize point number 13, think of it like this. When you are building your wheel, you need to put on the spokes that are not, um, where frankly you are controlling the outcome. And those will be the proactive lead generation spokes. Another thing we talk about in our uh, best-selling book, Harris Rules, is don't build your mansion on land you do not own. Now, that is almost impossible to do if we're being realistic, but for the sake of building your real estate business, if you're buying all of your leads, if all of your sources of business are dependent on somebody else feeding you, you're not really building a business. You're just working for whoever the lead source is. All the agents buying leads from Zillow, you are basically a Zillow agent because if they stop selling you those leads, you're out of business. So buyer leads, especially buyer leads. If you want to work buyer leads, frankly, I'm not sure in a market like this where there's so much opportunity to be a listing agent why you'd want to. But if that's something that's on your radar, maybe you've got a team or agents that work for you and you need to provide buyer leads to them, here's the simplest path to follow. Have one of your first wheel, a spokes on your wheel, obviously being going after expired listings. And then with that expired listing, guys, you can use that expired listing to generate so many buyer leads in any market. I I suppose the you know if you're having a new listing that's an expired listing in the middle of you know Alaska and it's going to be harder you know than say for example yeah exactly but the moral of the story is when you want to generate leads at all in this market again especially it all can easily come from expired listings or other sources of listings that we teach you in our uh, premier coaching program and you shouldn't have to buy a single lead learn the skills now if you're getting started in real estate and we have a lot of people joining us DXP Realty. And they're always asking us, what should I not be doing or doing in real estate? Here's the answer. New agents, listen to me. Or if you're an agent and uh, and you're not new but your back's against the wall, please listen to me. Your answer is you do everything. You do everything. Anything that's going to put money in your pocket, 
uh, that it, it does not matter. If you have to pay the, for the a referral, if you have to buy the lead, it doesn't matter. In a market where you need cash flow now, do not have rules what, what you will do and what you won't do. Your rule should be do the deal always. That's how you build it up. And then you can earn your way through your skill set to becoming a dominant listing agent. Please don't overanalyze what we're saying. Be practical and tactical. Well, so when you generate lots of opportunity, then you don't have to tolerate maybe some of the things that you don't want to do, but you can't have so many filters in place that you make yourself broke. I think that's an excellent point. That should be point 13 and a half. Okay, point number 14, be absolutely listing focused. Listings drive everything. Buyers drive one transaction at a time sometimes. Know your magic number of listings and relentlessly maintain or grow it. It is the engine which fuels your business. Listing agents have so much more control over their future, over their destiny, over their profitability than buyer's agents. Wouldn't you agree with that? I do. And I often wonder, actually, I was on uh, Brandon, how do you pronounce his last name? Mulrainen? Yeah, Mulrainen. Who's, we like, really like him and we're friends with him. Uh, we had him, he had, uh, he interviewed me on his YouTube channel. He and I were talking about this very, very point. And I was like, it seems so obvious that you want to be a listing agent. And then it did to him as well. Um, and he's a longtime podcast listener, you know, mm-hmm. so he was already, you know, we we're already sharing the same bandwidth because he knew how we thought. Right. But then we had a conversation. Why are so many agents struggling with the idea of becoming a listing agent? And the reason is, is because most agents came in the business where the paid lead generation models were so dominant. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to, like, um, if you have not had experience, most of us are going to be rel- overly reliant on our own personal life experience for formulating our own plans. In other words, we think what's going to happen to us in the future is just like what happened to us in the past. And that's really a very short side way of thinking uh, about anything in life. You have to go way beyond your lifetime and way beyond even your parents' lifetimes to get a better, I think, to conceptualize exactly the types of opportunities that are available. Why am I making that grandiose point? It's simple. Many of you have had the disadvantage of only selling real estate in a hot seller's market where you are being told to constantly buy buyer leads. If you got in the business in the last 15 years and you went to your office manager or your broker or whatever, and you asked, how do I become a listing agent? The reason that they did not know how to do it is because they have only been in the real estate business for the last 15 years. They have not ever learned how to be listing agents. They have not learned ever how to be uh, essentially get price reductions and be competitive in a market like this. Their only time in the existence in the industry has been during this long-term fad of buying buyer leads, branding and marketing, and all the rest of it. Those types of things only work at a high level in a certain market, which this market is not. Now, I want you guys to think about what I just said. Now, what proof? Okay, here's the proof. Why are so many agents failing faster? The average agent, when Julie and I were in the business, was close, they were in the industry for like three years, and they dropped to like two years. Now we're seeing evidence that the average agent is in the business for barely a year, something like 14 months. Why is that? It's because they're not being essentially taught the truth about what it takes to thrive in a market like this. And I don't believe it's the fault of the office managers, the brokers, and all the rest of it. They don't know what they don't know either. And unfortunately, a lot of them are learning the hard way in this market. You guys stop struggling. Stop trying to make work what didn't, what maybe worked, 
you know, fairly well in the past market or marginally well in the past market. Move up to what's working now. That's the reason we've made Premier Coaching free for you. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. So guys, listen, thank you very much for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast. Our YouTube channel is going bonkers. I mean, I think we're about to pass 10,000 subscribers. We've added something like 3,000 subscribers in the month of January, which is amazing for this month. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because you guys are spreading the word about our word. And I really sincerely appreciate the opportunity to be of service to all of you, as does Julie and all of our coaches and our staff at our coaching organization. Please help us to really help as many people as we can, real estate professionals, by telling them the truth about what's happening next in real estate and where the opportunities are to help people and make money now. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.